0: Welcome to the Adopting Joy podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Joy Ryan. It's my passionate mission to share inspirational insights, actionable tips, tools, and techniques that you can apply immediately so you can create your best life. Sample topics include dealing with difficult people, how to get motivated and stay motivated, and transforming your struggles into success. If you're looking to create a more free and fulfilling life filled with greater happiness, health, and healing, you've come to the right place. My goal is to help you love your life. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. to do when things go wrong. You will have days where everything that could go wrong will go wrong. Last month, I had a day that was a disaster. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I won't bore you with all the details. But um, even though my, my podcast has doubled in terms of the number of people listening. Uh, Up until very recently, I hadn't posted any links on social media, really until about two weeks ago. So I um, was working with somebody who does a lot of technical work for me, and we were talking about um, how to post the podcast links and what we thought needed to go with them. And, uh, so he and I were kind of learning this together as he had never posted any podcast links ever. Um, and so we essentially did everything that (laughs) you're not supposed to do. For instance, it's nice to post a podcast link with some hashtags, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and so forth. Well, we posted without them. They, they just they they didn't show up. Um, and of course, looking back, it was because I hadn't uh, communicated, "Hey, you know, don't post until I've uh, given you the hashtags." Also, there wasn't any blurb or paragraph explaining what each podcast episode was about. So not only were there no hashtags where nobody would be able to find the Adopting Joy podcast, but there wasn't even like a blurb for each episode and what it was about. So imagine all you see is a link and you have no idea what it's about. So, um, and then there was just a lot of other things that that went wrong. And, you know, looking back, uh, we can laugh about it. But, you know, one of the reasons that happened is, we both have had a ton of stuff on our plates. And we've both been multitasking. And really, you know, we've all been there, we were trying to accomplish too much in too short a period of time. And it also turns out it was a matter of miscommunication because we were so busy, you know, he didn't have the time to ask any questions and I wasn't communicating exactly what I wanted, including saying, hey, before you post the links, you know, talk to me first, and I'll, I'll give you what, what you need. But I will tell you, as with anything, when things go wrong, you end up learning a lot. And through this experience, I was also reminded of what I tell managers, and supervisors, um, what I tell bosses in my speaking engagements, or when I do personal coaching. And that is don't make assumptions that your employees know what to do. Be crystal clear in your instructions and don't abbreviate. Even when you're working with someone who is highly skilled, which is exactly what I had done. This person is so highly skilled that I'll often give him an assignment. You know, he just works for me as an independent contractor, but you know, I'll give him an assignment and I can pretty much leave him alone, because he's the expert. Well, sometimes that works. And sometimes it doesn't. So I want to give you some key takeaways that uh, came out of everything that had gone wrong that day. And so um, I'm going to give you 15 quick tips. Number one, when I look back, There were so many gems and positive lessons um, as a result of that day. You know, I like to say, let go of the mistake, but don't lose the lesson. So, you know, don't beat yourself up over everything that happened. Um, I would also say, don't beat the other person up, but first to look at yourself and be thinking, okay, what could I have done differently? to um, avoid this? What do I need to do next time? So that these same mistakes don't happen. So you know, what might be your part, because it can be really easy to just put all the blame on somebody else. Number two, you learn by doing, you learn what works, and what doesn't. I like to say, step out and try out to find out, you know, the only way that you really find out what works and what doesn't is by doing. And you really don't fail as long as you learn from the mistake and um, get into more of a solutions mode and move on. So (laughs) if you ever feel like you are losing your grip, (laughs) and maybe losing it all together, you are not alone. Now, why does this sometimes happen? One big reason, as I mentioned, is that we have too much on our plate, we try to do it all, and we try to do it all at once. So here's the third takeaway. You can push yourself And work hard and work long hours, even if you love what you do, like I do, but only for a season. And I don't mean actual seasons. You know, it might be you push yourself hard for a year or six months or six weeks, but you'll reach a point where if you don't set aside time for rest, And, um, you know, just going out and having fun with your family and your friends or maybe strangers. You know, if you don't schedule uh, time for rest and fun, R&R and balance, you will not be achieving as much. And, you know, I'm sure that we've all been there. Um, For instance, this past month, I have gone through a legal name change. Now, it sounds like it'd be a fairly simple process. You know, you just call some of the key organizations that you need to contact. But as a speaker and a personal coach, I travel a great deal and the paperwork has been monumental in changing every airline, rental car, and hotel profile, not to mention all the other important businesses. So all told, I have probably changed my name with 60 or so businesses. And I talk about this in my first podcast about how my dad was extremely toxic. And it just finally got to the point where um, it was, hey, you know what, he never wanted to be a dad. Why even keep my maiden name, you know, why, why not completely change it? So it's turned into a positive, you know, it's been a a big positive as much as it has been painful and tedious to make the changes. But, you know, you got to keep your your eye on the prize. Um, I like to say, the perk has to be better than the pain, because whatever you're going through, if you can keep your eye on the ultimate goal, the perk, you'll be able to get through it. So it hasn't been fun, but it's been worth it. And for a while I was working on that, the name change, and that was pretty much during the day, and then by night coming up with material for my clients, social media, and other outlets. I was staying up um, sometimes until one or two o'clock in the morning. You can do that for a while, but you'll reach a point where, with the lack of sleep and working and multitasking nonstop, for example, maybe for some of you, everything that you're doing for your family, you'll notice after a while that you're not as productive. You know, you're working the long hours, but the accomplishment just isn't there. And that's when for me, things started to fall through the cracks, you know, and just simple things like, um, you know, posting the podcast links and what the episodes were about, you know, that's when we started to make mistakes. So I decided to focus almost single-mindedly on the name change, get that out of the way so I could get back to focusing on my business. And now I can. So here's my number four, you have to make time for the important things. Now that would seem obvious. But sometimes that means that whatever was first and second on your list, gets moved down to fourth or fifth. And whatever was Maybe number five on your list is now number one, especially if it's a somewhat urgent situation. Whether you determine it to be urgent or whether somebody else is insisting you do something now, like a client or uh, a boss, and you know that if you don't do it, it will quickly become urgent. So, you know, I knew that if I wanted to get on a plane and, you know, rent a car and have TSA pre-check and all of that, that getting those documents in order was a huge priority. It had to get done. So sometimes what you thought was number one on your list is now number four. And don't feel guilty about it. Um, you know, life changes circumstances change, and things come up where you've got emergencies to deal with. And, you know, all of a sudden that that new thing becomes number one. One lesson I've learned in the last month is you physically cannot be everywhere at once. You cannot do everything at once. You're not an octopus, you don't have eight arms or tentacles or whatever they are. And you cannot do it all at the same time. And I know it's so tempting for all of us. We just want to be every place at once and get it all done. But you can't not at the same time. Oh, yeah. And you cannot do it perfectly either. Someone out there needs to hear this. So you don't have to do things perfectly. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that more later. Number five, um, the fifth tip in terms of what to do when things go wrong, or so they don't go wrong, regroup, reorganize, and start each day by initially doing only those things that are your must-do-today items. I like to say, remember your MDTs, your must do today items. This is a phrase I came up with to help you concentrate only on those things you must do today, your MDTs. And this is something that has really helped me. Now, for for instance, you may think you have 50 things to do. And I know you've got a ton of things to do that you all want to get done on a particular day. But let's say it's here in the in the United States. And it's April fourteenth. Well, your biggest, and maybe your only must do today would be your taxes. Okay, so that is definitely an MDT. (laughs) So remember, you can't be two places at once. We all have to multitask and I at times and I know none of us like that phrase. We all have to multitask at times, even though most of us, you know, we don't want to and we don't like that term. But I would also caution you about don't don't multitask too frequently, because you'll start to make more mistakes, and your mistakes will get Bigger, like my disastrous work day <laughs> when everything that could go wrong went wrong. That was also the day I was at Starbucks and dropped my egg white egg bites on the floor. I ended up laughing. <laughs> and this brings me to number six. Some days, and days, D A Z E, You just have to laugh. You know, looking back, that day was comical. So a sense of humor, you know, as you all know, a sense of humor will get you through almost anything. So sometimes you just have to laugh. It may not be funny at the time, but you'll be able to look back on it and hopefully laugh. Number seven, you may need to delegate more of your work. If it's getting to the point where you're feeling frazzled and fearful and too many things are starting to go wrong, you may have to farm out some of the work. Now, if you're like me and you like control and you know who you are and you have a hard time giving that up, I get it. It's easy to think, well, but if I want it done right, I better do it myself. Or in the time it's going to take me to train someone, I might as well do it myself. And and I know that feeling. But there are times when, as I mentioned earlier, you're so stretched that if you keep trying to do it on your own, you're just not going to do as well. Now, what about if you're like a lot of people in my speaking engagements, sometimes there isn't anyone that you can delegate to or certain tasks you just have to do on your own because of the nature of those tasks, then do everything to the best of your ability. And that is all you can do to do it to the best of your ability, and in the time frame that you have. And this brings me to number eight. I like to say that sometimes good is good enough. And you might need to hear that again. So I'm going to repeat it. Sometimes good is good enough. You do the best that you can. Number nine, this is a big one, probably for you, for me, for all of us. Number nine, don't overthink it. You may have only so much time to do something. And as much as you want more time in order to do the best possible job, it may not be possible. One thing I found is that when I quickly have to do something right now or by the end of the day, You know, when I'm pressed for time, I actually do quite well at it. That's hard to admit, but it's true. Why is that? It's because I don't have time to overthink, to dwell, and to analyze (laughs) the, the situation. I just have to do it. And usually I'm so much happier afterwards because I just got it done to the best of my ability. And I don't have to think about it. And it will be the same with you. Think of those times when you had to do something, you didn't have very much time in which to do the task. Maybe it was something new that you were learning. And so that kind of freaked you out. But the fact that you just had to do it, you did it and you got through it. And looking back, you did pretty well. And it's probably because um, well, partly because you didn't have the time to analyze. So don't overthink it. The other thing I have found is that because you don't want a redo, or you don't have the time for a redo, you're likely to do a great job. This applies to anything. It could be cleaning your garage, decorating your house for the holidays, or writing a report. Number 10, remember that when you are feeling stretched and uncomfortable, you are growing. You are learning. You're learning what works and what doesn't. But most importantly, you're learning a lot about yourself. Number 11, and this is a big one. I love this. Number 11, start your day with a half hour of journaling. Make sure you do this at home before you start your day. And here's the kicker, before you look at your phone, do not look at your phone during the 30 minutes or you'll get completely distracted. So do your 30 minutes, I call it coffee and journaling. Do that first. Write down your MDTs, your must do todays. And you know, write down your fears, you know, what 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 fears maybe do you have that are keeping you from wanting to face the day or do some of those things that you have to do write down your feelings, and anything else that you feel is holding you back, get it all out on paper. Also, write down feelings of gratitude, um, what you're thankful for, you know, maybe you woke up and it was dark, or maybe you woke up and um, it's just a a beautiful sunrise, Um, or you're grateful for your family or your family and, and your pets, and that you're in good health. Also, any anger, any resentment that you have toward anybody, write it all out because writing is very physical. It's cathartic and it's a great way of getting it out of your system. So I love doing this. I don't know if you're a coffee drinker, uh, a tea drinker. Personally, I love coffee and I have truly found that coffee And journaling in the morning at home shows you your patterns. And what do I mean by that? When you go back, and you reread what you've written for the week, your journaling reveals your daily patterns, when and where you procrastinate, what you're doing well, what you like to do, and what you're avoiding. So the coffee and journaling, as I call it, really starts to show you your patterns. And it reveals to you a lot about yourself. Number 12, when things go wrong, ask yourself what might be the silver lining and lessons learned. I like to call these silver lining moments. Oftentimes, you can't see the silver lining until long after the event has occurred. And this is both personally as well as professionally, um, which really I, th- I think this whole podcast episode is. Number 13, focus on today. It's easy to either focus on the past or focus too much on the future, which is known as future tripping. Future tripping is what keeps you from living in the present, because you're focused on when this happens, I'll feel better. Um, You know, when this happens in my business, I'll feel better. You know, I used to hear friends say, You know, I can't wait till I have a child. You know, once I have a baby, I'll feel better. Well, some of those same people, then they couldn't wait for the children to to leave home and graduate high school, you know, or, you know, when this happens. I call it the when script. Being too future-focused can have the opposite effect as well in that it can cause you to feel fearful about the future. You're focusing on things that may never even happen. I think it was Mark Twain who said 95% of the things he worried about never happened. So stay in the moment. You have everything you need for today. Number 14, spend time outdoors with nature focusing on the tranquility of something like a beautiful lake or seeing ducks or deer or walking your dog can really bring you back to the present. One thing I love about having pets is, you know, when when you watch them, you know, they're they're having fun and they're, you know, they're running around and they just they really they really stay in the present so spend time outdoors spend time with with nature to bring you back to the present it also really puts you in a state of gratitude 15 focus on what you have to offer the world You know, take what you have learned when things go wrong and use those life lessons to help others. Because when you focus on how you're helping others, you're less likely to dwell on your own mistakes. I'd like to close with two quotes. If you've listened to my other podcasts, you probably know that I'm a quote freak. The first is by Gail Sheehy. She says, if we don't change, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we aren't really living. And the second quote, I searched for the author. So it's author unknown. If plan A didn't work out, the alphabet has 25 more letters. Stay cool. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Adopting Joy podcast. Share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at adopting joy underscore. That's adopting joy and the underscore symbol. On Twitter at AdoptingJoy. And I'm also on Facebook at Colleen Joy. Ryan, Colleen Joy Ryan. Thank you.